Oh, hello there, fellow Cardiff fan. I see you there, with your headphones in, eagerly anticipating another VFTM pod. Or you there in your car. Nice car, mate. Thanks for tuning in. Well, this week won't disappoint, as you have plenty to run through. Another week, another View from the Ninian podcast. Somebody once told me the... Wrong, uh, wrong theme tune there. <laughs> Class. Smash mouth. All star there creeping into the view from the Ninian pod. I'm joined here with Ben Price. How's it going? I'm very disturbed by that intro. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? What's well, you there? were just staring at me while saying, well, hello there. I, I need to look. I can't just look in my cup of coffee. I know, I? but they, it, you, you can blink when you're doing it. Well... It was a very intense stare. <laughs> just... I think I just really got into it, mate. I just really got into it. How you doing, mate? I'm not bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, good. Apart from accidentally playing Smash Mouth All Star there. Although, as songs go, you know, to it's accidentally play, you can't it. go wrong Somebody with... I bet, yeah, I, I'm allowed like a few seconds Isn't it like before. six seconds or something you're allowed to Is it six seconds? I think so, yeah, fuck them. Right, that's exactly six seconds. <laughs> to be honest, we that even if they found out what they're going to do, they haven't had a hit since. They're oh, not going to oh, have the lawyers to sue really, us. Really, really, we're Smash rolling mouth and listening to. To be to be fair, right, Smash Mouth on Spotify have like four million plays monthly plays. Is that just from people that really like Shrek? No, they've got they've got like quite a few songs. Smash Mouth, have they? Yeah, they've got obviously All Star. Then there's like a few. There was one I think they have done for like the Digimon movie. Do you remember Digimon? I loved Digimon as a kid. Do you still love Digimon? No, I'm, a, I, I'm still a Pokemon fan. Funnily enough, this is a Cardiff podcast. Six million, over six six million three hundred thousand monthly listeners. Yeah, that's I'm that's bl- that's more than like Iron Maiden and stuff. They, no, Iron Maiden aren't. All right, well, someone else with less than six million. That's a lot to have, anyway. Do you Can know we what? talk you, about no, Cardiff? No, you're right. Iron Maiden only get four and a half, uh, five and a half million. What a, what an informed guess. Smash Mouth get more monthly plays on on Spotify than Iron Maiden. There you go. Uh, Cardiff City uh, are also a football team from Wales, oh, which yeah. we talk about sometimes after Smash Mouth. Um, as I understand it, Ben, we, we've got quite a lot to go through this week. Yeah, we missed a week. Um, stuff came my, up. My fault, mate. My fault. Yeah. yeah. Someone left their car open for uh, Storm Dennis to flood it. Yeah, so my car... Was completely pummeled by Dennis. Uh, <laughs> Dennis's uh, juice all inside it. Yeah, Dennis's juice was all inside my car. I woke up hungover after a friend's engagement party and saw all of my windows were down. Electrical fault, apparently. <laughs> um, so I had to drive home an hour drive submerged in water where my feet were. It's ridiculous. So, and I also had to miss last week's episode, more importantly. But we've got. A few games to run through. We got the Huddersfield away win. We got the Wigan draw, the Stoke loss, and of course your questions and preview in the Forest game. So let's kick it off with the Huddersfield away win. You said before we started recording, best away performance of the season, possibly best performance of the season. Full stop. Yeah, I thought we were outstanding. Perfect away performance. It was it, it was incredible to watch. We genuinely, I genuinely thought every counter we had a we looked a threat. It's the most attacking threat we've looked like in a few years I mean it was really really impressive it also helps that Huddersfield's fullbacks were fucking appalling excuse me language there's uh, children listening oh sorry one child flipping appalling thank you 
And any time Murphy ran at them, they just got their legs in a mess and just crumbled. Sorry, just to mention that, I, I had to point that out because we got uh, an Apple review saying, great podcast, shame about the swearing. So, Did we? Yeah. Yeah, so be a bit mindful of that. Are we marked as explicit on it? I think so. Oh, fuck it, man. Oh, mate, come <laughs> on. No, fuck him. Yeah. No, generally, watching that game... Um, I, it was it was it was such a perfect um, performance in terms of wh- when people criticise Cardiff having less possession, which we did that game. But if you w- if you look at that game, Huddersfield had might have had more possession, but it's whenever we had the ball, we wanted to do something. Yeah, and it was great to finally see a Cardiff performance where we were doing that constantly. It was just mixing up the plays. There was some nice football being played, but also weren't afraid to take it long when we had to. Mm. Uh, it was just a real nice. Just a really, really, it's like we've sort of been waiting for these performances with under Neil Harris for it all to click and sort of all to come together. Definitely, yeah. And that was the performance where it did. Yeah. And it was really impressive. It really was. I think Harris's game plan, excuse me, was spot on. Yeah. Um, there's just not a lot I can fault them. It, I really can't. It, it, the it, only thing you could probably fault them with is were they clinical enough? There was a couple of other chances that we probably could have scored a few more and really helped our goal difference. That's if And if that's yeah. a thought, a flaw in a 3-0 win. 3-0 away from home is just impressive, no matter who it, the opposition yeah, is. Yeah, in any league. It could be Luton away. You know, we managed, I think, 1-0, wasn't it? And, you know, yeah. like 3-0 to win away from home, you know, that convincingly, it was so good to watch. And the, the most important part, we looked entertaining. We were entertaining to watch. That's the best I've seen us play. I mean, like... Gen- For a very long time. Yeah. I we, mean, we obviously didn't play very good in the Premier League in terms of like you know I'm not saying we didn't do well I'm but there were still moments where it was entertaining but, but most but of it was a bit bleh. we weren't yeah most of it wasn't entertaining in terms of the football it was we were just watching us trying to survive event, yeah. do you know what I mean um, you know under Warnock we are very rarely the only kind of performance I can I can remember under Warnock where we absolutely destroyed the other team was Leeds at home Villa. Bamba became Patrick Vieira Villa at home I, I was going to say this is the best performance since Villa at home when Mendes scored those two screamers yeah, early yeah, in the promotion season. Yeah, you're probably right. You're I probably right. Genuinely That's think a it was long, that good. long time. That's a long, long time. So Murphy with another goal. You know, is he starting to find form? Obviously, we've, we've had a few other games after that. that. That was, I think, three goals in three games at that point against Huddersfield. One in the FA Cup. I think. And then... No, it was the following game, the Wigan game, where he scored. It was three and three. Yeah, it was three and three. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler alert. But um, no, I thought he was fantastic. What um, was he like against Huddersfield? Just consistently good. Yeah, looked fresh, looked excited, and looked like that eleven million pound player yeah, you wanted. Yeah, what we signed him to do. A yeah. player that could just he like watching the game. It looked like he was just a cut above championship level in that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like ninety minutes of him just being attacking and no, going of course, forward. but you, you don't see he that did, from like no players like Neymar. And, Bale and players like that, he's but a, best he's players a, in the world, they, they can't consistently throughout the game be amazing. But whenever he had the chance, when he had the ball, he looked dangerous. Flair player, drifted in and out of the game, but when he was in the game, looked fantastic. Mm. Um, but did his work defensively as well. I thought. I think, I think one thing that's underrated was how good that defensive performance was. Yeah, which, think, which from Murphy, you know, he, he arguably has been kept out of the team because of that issue. Because uh, Hoyler is a better defensive winger. So, yeah, it's good to see him actually track back, do... Just, just look a bit more hungry. Yeah, and that's that's what the FA Cup is great for. I, I am so thankful for the FA Cup this season. So fucking thankful because I love the FA Cup. I well, really look what it's done for just... us. Look what it's done for us. I know, to, like, we'll go on to it with Tomlin being out, but 
it's it's given us three new players. Essentially, Murphy, Patterson, and Vaux are, are all coming yeah. to own by coming into play, coming into the squad during the FA Cup run. Yeah, I never really thought about that. That's a good shout. Like all three of them played, and I did actually say on the last time we recorded, but mate, that shows how much attention I pay to you. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Thanks. Right. Appreciate that, mate. So Volk scores as well in uh, the Huddersfield away win. Unbelievable finish. You know, back to goal, straight from the corner. He's front post, manages somehow to whip it into the like left corner of the goal when he's pretty much at the near post. And more importantly, the celebration. Yeah, I was going to say, the goal was good, but the celebration, something else. Yeah, I thought the goal was just unbelievable. We were 1-0 up at that point, and when Volk scored, I remember watching, thinking, what is what is happening? Like, I was almost angry, because I was just, like, so, just, I didn't know how to react to Cardiff going 2-0 up in an away win. I, I, I was thinking, well, something's going to go wrong. Something, something's wrong, that's VAR's going to... Somehow be in this so game. He gets introduced to the championship in this for that game. exact oh, moment. Oh, no, VAR just in this game is called up. Yeah, yeah, but um, unbelievable. Yeah, just fantastic. And that just the finish, just the finesse of that celebration. Just that, mm. f- oh, what a boy. Definitely. I yeah. mean, the way he's played at the moment, he has pushed himself into Euro contention. I, I would be disappointed if Ryan Giggs wasn't wasn't watching Volks right now, thinking he needs to be going to. It's really weird to say. The Euros like normally be like going to France or you should be going to Spain. It's like going to Baku and Rome, Baku and Rome, and everywhere fucking else in Europe. Yeah, don't, I hope don't get me started on gen- that tournament. Genuinely hope they never do that again. It was Pl- Michael Platini's Platini, love it was, child, it was wasn't it? Brainchild of that it was his, that's what he wanted the legacy of. I know. Why don't we spread the whole tournament around Europe and make all the fans want to throw themselves off a bridge because <laughs> they don't have any money yeah. left anymore? Insane. But yeah, Vox is def- definitely. In gigs is a plan, surely. It might be. I hope yeah. so. It's just the one thing I've noticed is sort of, I know it's spread out and there's lots of Welsh players all over, but you never really see any reports of gigs at watching the games, games, watching the games. And Have that... you seen gigs at a Cardiff game? No. Well, to be fair, we've never been blessed with a lot of Welsh players. <laughs> Good jazz riches and vaults have ages come back in since Christmas. Uh, yeah, I doubt he's watching jazz, to be honest, but um, I won't say much about that. And obviously that was 2-0, Patterson then... Scores the third goal with a stereotypical Patterson goal. Yeah. Just messy. It should have been Tomlin. Tomlin does really well uh, to get past the defender inside the box. Um, you know, I was like disappointed he didn't score. Tomlin with two assists, I think, that game. Possibly one. Tomlin said two on Twitter. And, uh, but somehow ricochets off the goalkeeper and Patterson. But that's what Patterson's superb at. Shit houses it? in the goal. That's the one thing that sort of you can levy all of our strikers is that we've had over probably what since Chopra mm. is they're not they don't get in like the rebound finish. You, there's no real poacher sort of has that ability to score from two yards out. Mm. Well, Pat, Patson Patson's re- amazing. Now. Yeah, it's it like- just it, the ball gets attracted to him somehow. Unfortunately, at Stoke, it came off his thigh. It attracted him yeah. the wrong end of the net. But sort of, it's just the way he gets about and gets in those positions. He's got a knack that sort of you can't create. It seems to be one of those things that you're born with getting in the right positions yeah. to get into that spot where the like ball Darren just ben. comes to you. Darren exactly. Ben. Brilliant example. Darren Ben, Van Nistelrooy. Hernandez. Javier Hernandez is probably Hernandez. a recent bit example. Yeah. Your pa- proper pa- poacher. The thing is, Patson does know how to score goals. He always has known. Like, a, 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 um, Christ, what was the team he was at? Hearts? No. Hearts, yeah. Yeah, Hearts. 11 goals in one season in like 30 games for them. Well, he's... Always scored like seven goals another season, I think. And 
he knows where the goal is. He knows how to score goals. Like that's never been the argument. I think we've been guilty sometimes of thinking he only scores bad goals as well. But his first goal of the season, that turn on the half volley, mm. like he knows how to slam him in as well. It's just he's got a really useful knack at the moment. When a team's scrapping for goals, he's the perfect player to have in there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, that was a Huddersfield way win. Pleasure to talk about it. We love talking about games where we actually do well. Moving on, we had uh, at the Cardiff City Stadium, the 2-2 Wigan draw. Um, talk us through it. Um, it was as unpretty as the weather, to be honest, wasn't it? It was... I don't think it was a bad game to watch. Like It, was, it wasn't spectacular. But Wigan are a decent side. I don't get... For the way, I don't know if it's just against Cardiff they perform like this. Well, or if they're... First game of the season. Yeah, and it's just... Like they're not a bad football inside. They knock the ball about quite Steve, nicely. Steve, they're, they're... Steve Cook's a good manager. Like he done really well to get him promoted at League One. You know, I think he's doing an all right job so far. He's got a bit of personality about him as well. We were chatting oh, yeah. just before he came in. Like he's got a bit of character about him. Seems yeah. like typical Scouse guy. Yeah, just dry humor. Really dry. You know, I, was, I I saw him in a press conference and he's just hilarious. Like he just says what he thinks, which to be honest, shades of Neil Warnock with that kind of just like a really honest bloke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it was it was it was a strange game. I think when Wigan went ahead so early through that Kiefer Moore, great back heel from Kiefer Moore. To be fair, great back heel. But you had what four Cardiff City defenders in front of him. Yeah, and it he still felt, manages to find the bottom corner. It felt very early on in the season, sort of goal, didn't it? Where we were giving away those sloppy, crappy goals. Mm. Um, it felt like a bit going back to that sort of a step in the wrong direction from the centre backs, where you're sort of thinking, hmm. Is there a change needed to freshen this up again? Yeah, it's just it's, it's just not the way you want to start the game as no. well. It was, um, I think, the whole kind of match we looked like the better team. I, I personally think. Yeah, we, we looked I more dangerous. Uh, Wigan came close a couple of times. I, I can't remember who had the chance for them when they were two-one uh, up, I believe, and it went literally a centimetre. I know this, Yeah, yeah. Uh, beat Smithies really, but. You know, Kiefer Moore there showing his quality. Uh, obviously, I think Steve Cook said after the game in the press conference, Kiefer Moore's coming to this stadium. I'm sorry, Harris said when he was asked, um, you know, good was it a good performance from Kiefer Moore? Valid point from Harris. You know, he's come to the Cardiff City Stadium um, in front of a lot of people who support Wales, showing why he's, he, the, squad. he's the starting striker. Yeah. Um, and he, what a performance. <laughs> Going forward, yes, I thought he was really, really poor defensively, Kiefer Moore. Um, what, in, what do you mean? Defending Wigan set pieces, uh, defending oh, Cardiff right. set pieces. I thought he was really, really poor. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. I thought he was really, really poor, and I'm sort of glad. It's the one thing that I'm sort of glad we didn't sign. Um, I'm glad Mate, we didn't. I've got to be honest, like, you, I, I wouldn't mind him at our team. No, I don't. I wouldn't, I, mind, I wouldn't him mind him for, for, based for some on that of the performance stuff, as well. We don't play the right way to suit him for. T- Anyway, but also we managed to break Welsh Welsh players. I I don't know. I see what you're saying with that. Obviously, Tom Lawrence won nearly Will Vaux's Emma Hughes. Emma Hughes. One. I think Emma yeah. Hughes might have been broken when we got him. To be fair, but yeah, well, I don't know. Kiefer Moore. Like I knew, it, I think he could do well at Cardiff I, if he played how he did against us. Like I I love that kind of target man. He's he's massive as well. But we've already got Morrison. Do you know what I mean for those set pieces, which is the only reason I could see Kiefer Moore doing well on our team? Yeah, is is set pieces. We've already got Morrison. 
Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I prefer Glatzel, way more technical. The set pieces thing annoys me anyway. Sort of, we're, we're sort of we're a massive team. Everyone made so much of our aerial prowess, mm. and it's only now the last couple of weeks we're really starting to capitalise on set pieces. Yeah. Before that, the delivery recently has been really, really poor. I think I think Sean Morrison, like when he first came to our club, he was unbelievable doing set pieces. But I think people are just just wary of it now. Easy to defend against when you realise what's coming, isn't it? Exactly, and it's always. You know, when he gets it right, Morrison, it's always that cross to the back post. He heads it in, tries to create danger in the box. And when it works, it's great. But he always has people surrounding him. And he always has someone tugging on his shirt or fouling him. And nothing ever gets given. He doesn't make enough of it for me. He really needs to sort of... It's probably because it happens so often. Yeah, I know, but it's sort of... we've. There's so many penalties he should have had over the last probably the two League seasons. Well, yeah. yeah, it's just... Make more of it, get in the ref and sort of make the ref real aware of it. But if you make it something of it all the time, then, you know, referees are going to be a bit wary of that as well. But I don't mean make of something of it and go down easily. I mean, get in the referee's chop and sort of make him aware of what's going on. That's the yeah. one thing he doesn't do enough of. No, I see what you're saying. And obviously, we were 2 1 down. Mine's a claw. Well, 2 0 down. Were we 2 0 down? No, 2 1. Two one. Uh, Murphy with. Another goal, which really we said nice, really, earlier, really three nice three. finish. Comes from the Will Volks throw in, ends up at uh, Murphy's, well, presence in the end, who just smashes it in, bottom nice right little, corner. Nice Lovely side volley, volley, yeah. Yeah, great goal from Murphy. And, um, you know, as, as we said, three goals in three at that stage looked really dangerous, almost playing a bit of like an inside forward recently. Yeah, it's really nice to see him sort of for tip, like fulfill that potential, like we said. Really hitting the heights that we know he's capable of, but also looking like he's enjoying it at last at Cardiff. Do you think he's playing for a move in the summer? If he is, win-win. Yeah, I know. It's like, we're, I think Harris has almost revived him a bit, but Warnock brought him in, and you know things just didn't go to plan. No, I think there's a few transfers like that with Warnock. I don't know if it's just a personality issue. They didn't mix well. I don't really know. No one knows, apart from the players that's involved. But to see him hit this purple patch now and really kick on would be good. 100%. The, the one thing that sort of, and it's not a criticism of Harris, I'm not trying to just be negative for the sake of negative's sake, but uh, Murphy and Adoma have played not a lot of football, then chucked straight into it and he's sort of doing it with Jazz as well. Mm. They sort of slowly come off the ball and you can tell they're fatigued and sort of need a rest. And he won't make the changes, he won't make the substitution, he's just trying to must, run them into the ground. Must be hard for a manager, I think new manager coming in he's obviously wanting to find his own feet it's quite a bad time to come in as a manager to a football club like as with Neil Harris he's not going to turn down the Cardiff job like what 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 a jump in quality in terms of job roles from like Millwall to Cardiff but it's it's a difficult time for a manager to come into a club you know luckily he had a January transfer window not really barely spent but as much as you you want him to like experiment and everything, he's also got to be wary of the fact that fans can quickly lose patience with a new manager. Yeah, I think he's slowly starting to answer. I say he's slowly starting to answer the critics. He went on a fantastic run. We've got the Stoke loss coming up in a minute, and fans are straight away jumping down his throat again. Yeah. So with a Wigan draw, Patson, uh, Patson, but it's a similar kind of looking guy, Marlon Pack. Um, you know, I was I saw it from the angle in the stadium that looked. Like it was his goal. It's Morrison, wasn't it? No, Pack against Wigan to make a two-two. It was an it was an own goal in the end. Oh, Naismith own goal. Sorry, there I thought you were about the disallowed. No, 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 no. So again, spoilers alert, mate. Come oh, on, yeah. 
You ruined this for everyone, especially me. No, uh, Pack. I, I, I thought it was his goal. He'd done the um, Mbappe celebration, if you saw. Yeah. To his son, which was funny. It was pretty funny to watch. It's like Tomlin did it for his kid for Ronaldo yeah, the week, couple of weeks before. A lot of time. I love that. Yeah, it's wicked. She really, really like that. Do you know what? I love just a bit of personality on the pitch. Like, uh, earlier on in the in the Wigan game, Vork's laughing in the face of the player. Do you oh, see that? Oh, so good. Pointing, so like, clearly pointing in his in face, laughing. I just love that. Bit, it's a bit of entertainment, isn't it? Yeah. It gives the players a bit of personality. But... You know, I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but I thought Pack was unlucky for that to be given as an own goal. It was on target. I don't know what the criteria is now for if, own if goals. If it's on target, then it should, it should be given. Be a goal. Yeah, it's just one of those strange ones. I don't know if he claimed it or not. I think he said in the press conference after he was going to claim it. I just find it really weird. Just like the defender doesn't want that given against him. Pack wants the goal. Give it to him. Like it's it's just yeah, it's just crap. Right, like just let him have a go. Well, yeah, well, it's not even that. Just who, who, who's it benefiting if it just bounced off him? It's not like he's taking a sh- like uh, Naismith's taking a swipe at the ball and sort of come off it, sort of taking a deflection off him and then gone in. Even if it's yeah, it's just a stupid sort of dubious goal thing, isn't it? So I don't know about you, but in the weekend game, I thought the referee personally was poor. Yes, I thought he was very poor. A um, couple of things we did get right, you've mentioned. Um, but I just think he was just, he missed so much. Yeah. So, he, so much. And I know Harris was so unhappy. He wouldn't have given the Cardiff, he wouldn't have given Cardiff coronavirus. <laughs> Genuinely, that's the sort of performance he had. Jesus Christ. <laughs> ah, it was, was just, Ben Price saying that, not me. At the Ben Price. Follow me on Twitter for any complaints. Yeah. Um, actually don't, because I get enough. But <laughs> Especially from me, bud. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of those of just, I, I will say, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Fuck it up. <laughs> Good night. No, let's continue with the show. Um, but yeah, he, he he got the penalty right. I thought it was handball. Um, Nelson put his arm up out of the way. Mm. Just a natural position. It's a penalty. Um, I also think, and this is where it's going to upset people, I think he got the disallowed goal right. Really? I think Marshall should be doing better and there's no way Marshall should be letting that go in. But mm. Tomlin does shove him. If 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 the fact he's very light. What I will very, say very very light decision. I don't think I think he got the right decision, but I don't think he gave the foul for the push on Tomlin. Right. I think he just saw something else, but I think it ended up being the right decision if that makes sense. Okay. But other than that, there were so many just silly things. It was like there was a clear handball for Wigan, not given. Um just constant pullbacks, there should have been a red card. That early challenge on um, Volks, how that wasn't given as a red, I have no idea. I think you're playing that five minutes later, that's a straight red. Absolutely, it was just a couple of really, really poor decisions that sort yeah. of gave... I personally think it, sh- it should have been a goal. In my opinion, I think it was very light, very light decisions to give, but we'll agree to disagree. We mentioned Murphy going on the run three games and three. This was his reaction after the Wigan game. Yeah, I'm enjoying my football at the moment. Um, I think everyone can, can see that and... Like long may it continue. I think today's game was was, was tough for us. Um, we always knew it was going to be the toughest out of all three games. Obviously coming back um, back at home, but obviously we dug uh, dug in deep and uh, we got a result. Made. Right, mate. Part two of the view from the Ninian Pod. We're moving on to the Stoke loss. Uh, obviously two 0 away at the Britannia Stadium. Uh, ben, what's your thoughts? Disappointing, isn't it? It felt very, a little bit, yeah. It felt very much like. So what am I underplaying the loss? Am I? It was of, shit, mate. It, it was, was bad. Like I, I, I'm not. I don't mean just 
I, I just mean losing after a run like that in such a poor fashion. Like, you know, I know... Seven games unbeaten, though. I think Harris, since he's come in, like, we oh, give no, him... Oh, no, he's been brilliant. He's been brilliant. But it's... this was a proper early days Harris performance. It was just no creativity, just awful defending for both goals. Yeah. Just a messy, messy game that Stoke outbattled us. And for, well, clearly seven games, no yeah. team's done that. And to do it there and sort of in the manner of the defeat, it was all just really just disheartening. It was a shame. It really was a yeah. shame. And I, I don't like this whole one last night, everyone's back on Harris's back. I really don't like it. Um, we were all giving him praise for the seven games before. Not a lot has changed. It's one bad performance. He's got now two games in a week to prove things right and sort of really prove his worth. Yeah, We're still six points off the playoffs and in contention and doing well. But things are moving in the right direction. It was just... A step back. I think it was a game that just cried out no idea, no identity. Like it was just, it, 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 we went from a team that kind of found its foot in like what our identity was, how we were going to start playing this season. And then all of a sudden we go away to the Britannia Stadium and everyone's like, oh, do you know what? I've forgotten how to play football. I've I forgotten what we I done. think there's two critical factors, isn't there? The one is it was a lot of football in a short space of time and the team pretty much stayed the same. Yeah. The one big change is Lee Tomlin missing eight weeks of football. Mate, that's massive. It's that, huge. It changes. It not. It's not just like changes the way we play, but as a team that sort of relies on one play, you've got that talismanic figure. Yeah. To lose him. Sorry, just punched the microphone. Right, chill out. <laughs> sorry, headphone listeners. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's sort of one of those things that really changes everything. Changes the dynamic of the team. Changes everything let's face it most of our creativity comes from lee tomlin yeah 100 percent. and it's not even close it's just to lose that is so huge it's a huge blow when i when, when i saw that i i i initially thought oh he's only out for the game but i was i was already disappointed that yeah. he was out for the game and then i heard he was out for six to eight weeks and i was like personally i hate to be negative and i always believe we're, we're if you know we're in for a chance of the playoffs but without lee tomlin Oh my God, that's going it's to be diff difficult. It's difficult to see where the goals are coming from at the moment, isn't it? I think Joe Rawls returning back to fitness is a big, big positive. Him being on the bench for the game um, is huge. Yeah. And he really needs to sort of find the form he was in before he got those uh, that really bad run of injuries and gets the ground running because uh, we need him. Um, pure and simple, we're going to struggle for goals otherwise. Do you know what? Like, I kind of think um, we started that game with Ward behind Patterson. Um, it's the wrong way around. That's I, the one bit that confused me. It, it, is, it is wrong way around, but I think, right, how do we make the best of a bad situation here? Lee Tomlin's out. Who's the closest player to Tomlin? Hoylet, probably, in terms of... I'm just thinking, play him centre-attack midfield. Well, they did that at the start of the season, didn't they? Uh, War Warnock did it a few times. And I'm a big fan of Junior Hoyle. I think he's a fantastic player. Yeah, he's, I but love him. But he's not... There's no one in the squad that is capable of doing what Lee Tomlin does and fill no, in that course. role. I just kind of think... And, it's a mis and it shows, again... We spoke about it a while ago, saying that if Tomlin, if Tomlin gets injured, we're screwed. Mm -hmm. And look what's happened. He's injured and we're screwed, kind of. And we were close to signing, like, apparently... When does... Uh, well, it's the name mentioned. I also said we were close to signing Johnny Williams. Yeah. Um, two players there that fill a similar role, sort of playing that creative central attacking midfielder that we could have really done with. 
but the club decided not. Oh, we don't need to spend the money. We've got Lee Tomlin. Well, you can't. You can't replace Lee Tomlin anyway. No, like, but you, you can can't. put you can put a player in that position. We've got no player. I we've I we've got a system. Think. We've got a system that's working now. That's really really working well. The midfield has a bit of balance, and you've got Joe Rawls to come back into it. Even if that's for Marlon Pack, who to be honest, the last three games, pretty solid. Like yeah, he's the, been great. He's not one of those players. He's not been like even the Stoke loss. I don't think he was one of the players at fault for anything. Um, sort of looked back to his best. You've got a nice midfield there. You've got your wingers coming, starting to come back into form. We've spoke about it off air of a Doma. Yeah. Hit the ground running. Sort of looked really, really good. Um, probably unlucky not to get a goal. He's mm-hmm. sort of been in that sort of position. Um, you've got that really nice balance. But to lose that central kingpin of everything that sort of brings the striker in, sort of the outlay, the missing link that we've been calling for between midfield and attack. Yeah. And not have anyone designed to fit into that slot. It's a huge oversight by the club. No, definitely. I do, I do. I want to go back to. I think genuinely. I think the the best solution there. You can't put Patterson in there to replace Tomlin unless our unless our style of football is just going to completely change. Like if we it's want to try and continue with a bit yeah. of creativity, Chuck Hoyler in there. He's probably the closest player in terms of creativity that we can. I, Maybe Volks. I we was don't. just about to say Volks is probably that everyone's on about. Um, there's a few people questions we've had saying, "Oh, who do you put up? To, who do you put in the ten position?" For me, it's Volks. Um, you put Rawls in where Volks is playing box to box and sort mm-hmm. of give him the free run and sort of see what he can do there for a game or two. It's not going to hurt. Um, he's he's the most creative midfielder we've got outside of Tomlin. Give him the chance. He scored. Yeah, well, did, you, he get, did he get double fo- double figures for Rotherham last year? I think he got like seven or eight. Yeah, I mean, he. Um, he I want. I just want to see that celebration more. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> well, look who's assist for Glattel's goal against Reading as well. Yeah. yeah he's got it in his locker. We, we, he can pick a pass. He there. can pick a pass. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, there's only so long we can speak about the Stoke loss uh, without, you know, crying into our fucking hands, mate. Because it was that bad. It was that. It was that disappointing. So, how about we move on? Because uh, tomorrow, the time we're recording this Monday night, we've got. Nottingham Forest at home, uh, really big game. I think you know a chance to get back on track. You couldn't ask for anything better than coming back home after the Britannia, uh, Britannia Stadium loss. So, what, I can what, think of nothing better than getting anywhere away from Stoke after a loss at Stoke. I, I just leaving it. Stoke, to be honest, is just a bonus. <laughs> just the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've you've mentioned before that Forest are on a good run. I completely disagree. They're very inconsistent. They're very inconsistent. I thought they'd been doing all right. They're sort of in and around the playoffs. They're doing all right to like get last minute equalizers and that. I think that they obviously they had that really good win against Leeds United. They've beat Brentford recently, but they lost to Charlton, drew to West Brom, and then uh, drew to QPR nil nil. They beat they did beat Brentford away, but then won all against Reading. You know, they they just they, they haven't been that bad. I just think. Um, the 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 three the three points are there to be taken if we want it if the Cardiff City that we know when we play at home turns up well I think it's a case if you're looking at, if if we're if we're still wanting to get the playoffs these are the games you need to win if in fifth place uh, six points above us that these are the sides to get in the playoffs you have to be beaten yeah there's oh, no two ways it's about it it's, it's a, a massive big, game yeah, huge statement um, Adoma is ineligible he obviously is. being on loan bit of a blow that. Yeah, I think he's been really, really good. Settled in, slotted in really well, sort of provided a nice difference and sort of given Hoyle a much-needed rest, doing a very similar job. Hmm. 
just on the different side. He looks, he, he's basically another Hoyler. Yeah, he's not lightning fast, but he can hold the ball well, creative. And if anything, he looks a bit stronger than Hoyler. He's a big lad. He is. I just think he is, if we were going to compare him, playing style, he's not Mendes Lang, who does a million step overs and is really good at getting past his man and knocking the ball on. Adoma is kind of similar to Hoyler. can really whip in a good cross with his left peg, um, you know, which we saw in the last game, I think, against Stoke, where it was for Glatzel and nearly went Yeah, um, the wind caught a bit, didn't it? It'll be, it'll be a shame. So who comes in for Adoma against Forrest? I think it's Hoyler, isn't it? He's had a few games out, sort of coming off the bench. On the right side? Uh, yeah, I think it'd have to be. I don't really think... I think he's... I think... Can Murphy play on the right? I wouldn't put... I'd keep Murphy where he is at the moment. Sort of Hoyler can cover that right-hand side quite nicely. It's not white. I also think Jazz needs... It might be white, but I, for me, I'd go with Hoyler. I think Jazz just needs that bit of protection at the moment yeah. as well. So you mentioned, does he? would he stay a right-back or is it time to give Sanderson a go? Who we just... He wasn't even on the bench against Stoke. Yeah, it's a strange one. Is that you give him the number two shirt and then sort of build him up saying, yeah, he's ready to be involved and then he's not in the squad. But I don't get that because who was on the bench that could come in? It was just Bakuna. It was Bakuna, yeah, it was. No, Sanson was on the bench. He wasn't. Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking of the uh, Wigan. You totally didn't cover in the Wigan draw was taking Bennett off at half time. Yeah. Well, Bennett came off at half time. Good week. Take that off the list. Lovely job. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Go back, back to Forest. Yep. Um, Jazz yeah. Richards, do you reckon what, what's going on there? Uh, obviously, think, against Stoke, just... you can kind of say he was a, kind of a fault for the second goal with Joe Allen. If it was just, just got his feet in a muddle. Nelson then goes over too easily. It was it was a team fuck up that more than anything. Yeah. But he's been a bit suspect. I think it's purely just look, three years not playing much football to be dropped back in after Christmas. And played a lot of football and played played to a decent standard, but I think it's starting to show now that we're sort of. I just think like a couple of games give him a rest. It just shows just why did we get rid of Peltier? I think Jazz Richards is a good player. I think he's got it in his locker. It's, he, he's he's got the added pressure of replacing Lee Peltier, who is yeah. one of the most consistent performers for Cardiff over the last three seasons. I think Even he's been. The the mo- I think he's been the most consistent probably, player. Yeah. Probably maybe him or Rawls. Yeah, well, Rawls had that terrible period at the start of the Premier League where he got dropped out the side for a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, it's just it's a Peltier's re- been a constant, hasn't he? And to, to to replace that, to replace that is a very difficult job. Yeah, very difficult. I don't envy him. So, I think he's going to be starting. I think he might make a changes. I think it's a sort of game now. We've got that period over just can't, after. Yeah, you can't chuck Sanderson in straight away starting against Forest home. Do you reckon? I think he will. I think it's the kind of game where you get the get given the nod. Um, my worry is he might play Bakuna at right back, hmm. and I think Bakuna's been fantastic season and played above my expectations massively. Just, really I think, impressed I think me. he's just way better in the, in the middle. Oh, hundred percent. I don't think he's a right back at all. Yeah. Might be great in playing a right wing back position with a three at this. I can't believe he was right back for Reading all that season. I can see why they didn't like him there. If he was playing it's right just, back the whole season, yeah, like he's, a, he's a he's a very gifted centre midfielder. He gets a bit, he likes going forward a bit too much, gets a bit lost in the game, sort of oh. follows the ball a bit too much. But talking of Bakunas, mate, we've got I forgot to mention the Huddersfield game. What do you think of his brother? We got the better Bakuna brother. Do you reckon? Yeah, I thought he's brilliant. Do you? Yeah, he's like he's very very good on the ball. Very nah, good. I'd rather I'd rather Leah. Do you reckon? Yeah. Well, if you're listening, guys, let us know on. Twitter at Bakuna VFT at Ninian. Bakuna who do you reckon, if Ben shuts up for a second, is the better Bakuna? Go on, mate. Bakuna. What was so important? I just like Bakuna for his um, Instagram. That's things. it. All oh, right, yeah. Have you seen his. Yeah, Harris is just in the change. I'm like, oh, go on, Leandro. You well, can start great Instagram posts this week. You're, you're starting, mate. 
Have a look at that and if you can explain why. you. Can. Okay, I'm looking at a Leandro Bakuna's post. It's an image of a lion that's very skinny. You can see his ribs. And someone's tweeted, A lion will never eat grass, no matter how hungry it is. Be like a lion. Never lower your standards because of hunger. Leandro Bakuna has said, Bosnian, have a blessed week, peeps. As you can see... Will never be someone else if you don't like stand up and tell me. What it the made, fuck? Exa- exactly. I was really confused. It what? just made it just made me laugh, and for that, I like him. Funny story about Bakuna. Uh, he was um, on the way back to well, Dinner's Paris. That kind of way in his car, a matte camouflage Range Rover, and uh, he overtook everyone and illegally went into the left lane. He was doing that thing where people. Try and miss out the traffic cut and yeah. cut, cut him off. He's, he's one of those. All right, drop him. Drop Cause, him. Because that, that's the worst thing in the world. Fucking drop that is, him. That is drop him. Like, literally get out of the fucking car and drop I'm him. Really, I'm really angry about this. It really and that, I that, shouldn't that have shit, mentioned That it. shit cooks me. I shouldn't have, I'm really annoyed by it. I've been carrying this for about a month. No, that's call him out mate. It's important. It's, I bet if, he's, if, he, if he's anywhere near the team now, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Because I, I can't stand for that kind of behavior. Hashtag Bakuna out. Hashtag Bakuna cuts people up. That sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, in not the, in the forest, uh, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. What, are you, what are you reckoning? What are you reckoning there, prediction-wise? What I'm hoping saying? the players react to this. I think Stoke's a bit of a wake-up call. It might be a blessing in disguise, that sort of loss. Hmm. Sometimes you need that gain to sort of give you a bit of a kick up the arse. Yeah. Um, in front of the city crowd and the lights on Tuesday night, we tend to do well. Then you see it's on Sky and you sort of think, oh, it's going to go to shit. Oh, it's on Sky? It is, yeah. It's the feature game on Tuesday night. Oh, I hate it when we're on Luckily, Sky. Forrest seemed to have the same issue as us. Do you so. know what? The, the last time we were on Sky, someone tweeted me who I wasn't even following, who wasn't even following me. I swear on my life, it was like a nil-nil draw, one-all or something. It was, it was like, a Swansea game, wasn't it? Possibly. Possibly. And they tweeted me saying, um, worst game I've ever seen. Right, just I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he was, he was like, I pay, I, I pay for my Sky subscription. I expect to be entertained. And I was like, what? Why are you having to go with me for? <laughs> what have I done? Apparently, you run Sky, mate. You, this, this journalism you course just you're doing. Me saying I can't believe that. I can't. I pay for my Sky subscription. Like I just, uh, need to be entertained. All right, sorry, mate. Yeah, my bad. I'll, I'll have a I'll word. Let, I'll let them know. Yeah, I'll let them know, mate. I'm, I'm already angry enough that Bakuna cut me up, and now this. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, on to Brentford, mate. Finally. What's your prediction? Got... Oh, yeah, Forrest. shit. Yeah. yeah go I on. don't think I actually set a prediction. I'm going to go... Uh, I just, I just go I, this is what happens. I think about the Bakuna cut me up and I just get a rash. And then that guy there. tweeting you as well. Just really angry. I can see why. What are you going to say? We're two all. I'll go two all draw. Two all draw? You're just saying that because we drew two all at Wigan. No. Are we just drawing two all these days? I just like two all draws. Who's going to score for us then? I don't know, but I like two all draws. Brilliant. Brilliant prediction there from Ben Price. Uh, my prediction is going to be 2-1 Cardiff. A home. Purely because it's a home. Uh, Adoma's going to come on illegally at half-time <laughs> and score two goals. Uh, no, I think um, Volk's goal. Definitely. Take that. I'm going to... Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to go first. Murphy again. Murphy. I don't see why not. I mean, like, even Stokey wasn't that bad. Yeah. Murphy's going to score. Volk's is going to score. Be just like Huddersfield without Patterson. Brentford. Patterson's scoring another own goal. Patterson's all three in, isn't it? Yeah. Are we going to go into Brentford or? 
I really don't want it because I've got a really bad feeling about it. Well, they're the best team in the championship. Yeah. They're, Brentford, little old Brentford. Have you seen their new stadium? I loved it until I saw the seats. Have you seen it? The seats. Not just the seats, the stadium, the weird shape of it. I think it's wicked. It looks great on the outside. Like, if anyone hasn't seen it, Google Brentford's new stadium. It is the weirdest thing. They've done the Aviva Stadium, the Ireland National Stadium thing. Obviously, it's planning permission. One one stand is small, tiny, tiny. Well, you've got the issue with it being in London, just sort of space is at such a premium. Yeah. They're right next to a railway track. I don't know if you're driving off the M4. Um, you've got Sega on the right-hand side. Sega. <laughs> and, what, with uh, a Sonic on it? Yeah. Oh, is that Brentford? And they in that area there. It's just not too far further down. You can mm. see, you still see Griffin Park. Have you seen the Sonic film yet? I haven't yet, but I'm really excited to. Do you remember when they, they had to redo it? They had to redo it, yeah. Because <laughs> he looked, <laughs> looked like so just weird. the most so awful weird. thing going. But yeah, um, i definitely say that stadium is one of the worst. They, they, they've, they've basically... If, if you haven't Googled yet, seriously, Google Brentford's new stadium. They've done seats at loads of different colours because basically it's quite a European thing, isn't it? It's so the stadium looks more full than what it is. Yes. When there is. But Brentford don't even have a problem filling their stadium. No, the whole point of them needing... And it's only a 16,000 seater stadium. But the reason they need to do a new stadium is because Griffin Park is falling falling apart. apart. It is literally falling apart. um, But they were selling it out. I mean... Yeah, Why did you difficult. then look at it and go, oh, just in case we don't sell it out? Because Rodney Parade did something very similar. Um, I don't know if you've been there recently. Yeah, I have. Their seats are exactly the same, multicolour. Yeah, yeah, um, To make right. it look fuller. And it's just shit. Because all the sort of renders and stuff that Brentford did. I'm, I'm Please, a- can we stop swearing? That guy is listening who gave us a bad review or a good review. Like, I'm really Oh, did he give us a good it. review? Yeah, but he doesn't like swearing. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought he gave us a bad review because we swore. No, he was good. He gave us five stars. We said, you know, it's a great podcast. Shame about the swearing. All right, I am genuinely sorry. I thought he gave us a bad review I'm and that's why I swear. I'm really, like, upset on his behalf that you keep swearing. I apologise. And it's ruining my time. And then I don't apologise. Just, I can't. I apologise for my language. It's disgusting. Thank you. I'm just not very educated. But, <laughs> yeah, the Brentford Stadium is bad. The, the team is good. Yeah. They've only upgraded 4,000 seats. If yeah, they don't go they, through the effort... They've got a fall in regulations because obviously it's um, still terraced, isn't it? Yeah. They had a certain amount of time to um, to do it. To do it. And th- to be fair... They're, they're going to go up. They're I hope go so. Up. I think they read as I'd to. love to see them in a Premier League. I'd, I don't know why. I just Maybe it's because they got a B as their badge. And it's funny that their badge is a B. Imagine your football team's badge is, is a B. B. Why is it a B? I don't know. they don't play in like... Why is Because I get Watford are called the Hornets. A B. So Watford are called the Hornets. We are known as the Bees and the new badge of... No, that doesn't say it. So Watford are called the Hornets. They don't have a Hornet in their badge. What is... Why are they called... Why are... Brentford are called the Bees. Yeah. They have a B on their badge, but they don't play in the colour of a B. We're onto something here. This is Illuminati. <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. Where? Why are they called the bees? Team, keep talking about something while I'm researching. Um, yeah, on the sta- I'm, I'm going to go back to Brentford Stadium because it really interests me. I'm a bit of a stadium geek anyway, and like, I looked at all the renders of what they did when the first stadium was first announced. I was like, oh, that looks wicked. Really different. Like they've only got two. Um, they've only got two floodlights going over, 
Gareth is paying absolutely no attention to what I'm saying. I don't care. Um, so <laughs> Brentford's original nickname of the Bs, which is B with an S, is in like A, B, C, like a letter, originated when friends of amateur forward Joseph Gettins chanted Borough Road's college war cry, buck up Bs at a match. Fuck, that's such a anti-climax. That was not worth it, was it? I was hoping like one of their players got like stung by a bee and it, I don't know, killed him and then it's in honour of him or something. And then he fell down and scored a goal as he died. That would be a good story. Right, actually, that is the reason. Yeah. That is better listening. So I should have just made up a story. Bob, in reflection. Bahoney. Got stung by a stung by a, I almost said stung by a wasp, and that's stung, why they called the bees. Stung at a bee at their game against Witherham Wanderers um, in uh, eighteen forty nine. In eighteen forty nine, before uh, association football was invented, uh, Brian, Brian Badonkey uh, got stung by a bee, uh, which fatally killed the Irishman slash Namibian <laughs> of Namibian parentage, born in Ireland, and he died. As and he, that's and why Brentford are called as, the as, as he collapsed, falling when he died, over, he heroically headed the ball into the goal and it won him the cup final that kept... The... Against wit, 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 Witted Him Wanderers, yep. the team from Witting... Brentford. So, prediction, mate, what do you, how do you think this is going to go? <laughs> um, how, do you, how do you stop Ollie Watkins at the moment? Because he's on he, has he scored unreal like, form. Like 22 goals or something? I know he's top scorer in the league, isn't he? He's just on absolutely unreal form. Ollie Watkins' stats, because I'm fairly sure... I, I take a bit of credit for this. My mate supports Brentford. You know Josh. Josh yeah. And lovely start, lad. Yeah, lovely guy. Brentford fan, weirdly. Lives, I've always found Wales. that weird, yeah. His dad's a Brentford fan. Oh, right, family's okay. from Brentford. Isn't it? Anyway, um, yeah, he. I said at the start of the season, I was like, Ollie Watkins is a hell of a player. I can see him like finally kicking on. 21 goals in 34 games. Fantastic there stats. In this league, fantastic That's why stats. I'm so good a football manager. Other than cheating, <laughs> that's why selling every th- every player for hundred million pounds. Yeah, but yeah, it's um they 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 are. I think they've been doing so well this year. But a few draws recently, one win in four. Yep, pushing for top two. Probably going to get top two. I think prediction for that game. I don't know. They we've it's only, at home, isn't it? Yeah, we've only lost one at home. It's the first home game I'm I think they'll season. be us. I've got to be honest. I think they'll be us. I, I think, think it'll be three one, three nil, three one. Yeah, I, 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 it's one of those games where if they beat us, I'm not too disappointed. Like we said, I think they're the best football inside yeah. in the league. I think they're going to go up. When we when we beat West Brom at home, I know you mentioned in the last podcast that that was probably the most feel good you felt watching Cardiff for a long time. And although West Brom are a great team this year, um, I think they're top now. They are top. They're, they're they're going to win the league. I've run another Robson County masterclass. Um, on the plane. He's on the plane, mate. He better be on that plane. But I, I think if we beat what Brentford at home, I will be absolutely buzzing. Get it? Hey! <laughs> this That's is why top they... quality content, boys and girls. I love it. I just, do you know what? I just, I, as soon as we finish recording this, should we just listen to it back? Just, is that good? And then high five each other? What, what we'll do once we finish this podcast. We'll do a director's commentary of us talking over this episode. <laughs> so we're just talking over about it. the best points with Smash Mouth All Star in the background. <laughs> just constantly playing on a loop. Do you know what? Why don't we do it now? Sorry, hang on. Should we do it now? So my favourite part of the episode this week. I have to stop it. it. Got six seconds. We have to stop it there. Yeah. It's a shame, but I got some black eyed peas on. Yeah. Nah, we'll leave it. 
But yeah, I'm going to go with... <laughs> the fuck is going on? What's your prediction? Uh, yeah, I'm leaning towards a 2-0 defeat. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't think we're going to get bad. I don't think it's going to be one of those games, but I think that they're a better side than this. They're going to go... If they if they don't finish top two, they any team. I think any team that finishes above Brentford this season's getting promoted automatically. Definitely, um, and it's a good way to put it because yeah. they are very very good. I really enjoy watching them. I think every game I've seen of theirs has been exciting. They play some nice stuff. Fanta- I think it's been. I know it's it says to death they're a fantastically well well run club, but yeah, there's not a lot not to like about them. Could Ollie Watkins do in the Premier League? Yes, it's almost like a Neil Morpay situation. You know, like could he cut it above? Another, but yeah, I, have, I have no questions that he'll be gone. Like they'll lose another. That's that's what Brentford keep doing. They keep churning out strikers who score plus twenty goals a season. Well, I think they're like in profit from players they bought and sold over the last since they've been in the championship. Eighty-seven million pounds. They're in League One not long ago. Yeah, it's just ridiculous how well they're doing and sort of good on them. It's really nice. To see, it's nice to see another club that's never really been. That's never. I don't think they've ever yeah. been in the top flight. I think I think Brentford is a club that everyone likes. Other than whoever their rivals are. I think Millwall. Is it Millwall who are their rivals? Fulham will be. Fulham. No, that's their main rivals, isn't it? Yeah. Fulham, I think. And I think so, anyway. Fuck Fulham. Tories. Every, everyone hates Fulham. Fucking Tories. Every, mate. Sorry. That guy is... Probably... He's not listening anymore. No, but he'd He's agree. gone to Blakey's boot room now. He's like, right, I can't stand this. Sorry, we'll reenact this room. And then, uh, rah, 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 Blakey, I love you, Blakey. Uh, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I'm guessing that's Paul Abbott and Nato. Have a potato? Yes, it Have is. Have a potato. Well, okay, finally, your questions, or should I say question, no one fucking wrote in this week. Yeah. Oh, I swore. Damn it. <laughs> I swore again. Yeah. Yeah, um... I, I think we did leave it a bit late to put the question out. We fit. kind of did. And normally we record. Should we just th- make up questions? And we record on a Thursday. No, because we've come up with terrible names already. We've, we've made enough shit up today. Dai Bilbong asked... Which, I know Dai. He's a good Dai guy. Bi, you know Dai. Dai, yeah. Dai. Dai Bilbong. He's a Dai, Dai the Bong. Old Dai Bilbong asks, asks, how do you think coronavirus will affect farming in Wales? Um... Well, it's a wrong podcast. Definitely wrong podcast. Yeah, I don't know why you're tweeting that. To be honest, this is in the podcast. Welsh Farming podcast. Sorry, the Royal Welsh podcast is on uh, on Stitcher, I think, not on Spotify. So sorry, Die Bilbong. There's uh, no one listens to this, is there? <laughs> not anymore, mate. Ewan James actually did write in. He did. Good saying on you, Ewan. that now that Tomlin is out for a substantial time, should we stick Glatzel up top with Pato in behind? Or is it best to go with a flat midfield midfield three of Rawls, Pack, and Volks? In brackets, Bakuna in place of Rawls if we're not pushing Rawls in. End brackets with Pato up top. God, that was hard to read. Thank God for this 260 limit tweet thing there. Come on, Ewan. What was he asked there? Um, I was too busy reading. <laughs> um, Glatzel up top with Pato in the 10, or do you go for a midfield three? Now Tomlin's out for these eight weeks. Yeah, I'd go with someone else. I, I, that's a good point. To, to be fair to Ewan, like you raised a good point there. Should we just patch the CAM role and just stick another midfielder in? Because I know that would help us against Brentford. I think you've got to pack the midfield against Brentford. Pack think... the midfield. Marlon, pack the midfield. Somebody once told me the world is gone. <laughs> I am the sharpest tool in the shed. Should we just end it? Should we end it? Let's just end it. I'm fucking going. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh.